Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello! Welcome. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. I am Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. And we are going to have another fantastic, awesome day. We have a great guest today, somebody I've known for a while, but only just getting on the show, so I'm real, real excited about that. Before I get into that, I want to remind you, stay to the very end of the show, where we're going to have stories from the road. And I will tell you a story from my travels all over the world, or maybe my travels of raising the kids that's going to somehow relate to the show or the subject matter of the show. I don't know what's going to happen yet, though, so I can't tell you what it's going to be until I get there. Okay, and one more thing, the okay, 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 great guest giveaway. I forgot to ask our guest if he has anything he could give away, but he's certainly in the position for us to ask him. So if he doesn't, that's okay. I'll come up with something, and if he does, you'll be blessed. Either way, it's a wonderful day, and it's wonderful because our guest is the president of Future Horizons. If you do not know what Future Horizons is, and yet you listen to my show on a regular basis, that's kind of weird because Future Horizons is a really big player in autism and in getting information and educational knowledge out to the world of us, the usness that is, and uh, and to fully explain that, I'll get Wayne on here. But before we get to that, I want to uh, tell you that I met him quite some time ago. And at that time, he was doing a conference, and it was pretty close. And so I went there, and I saw and met and, and was impressed and heard Tony Atwood speak. And because of that conference, I ended up able to get Tony Atwood onto my show. And I hope you were blessed by that. If not, go into the archives and have a listen. He actually diagnoses me during it. It's really fun. And oh, then uh, <laughs> I also got Temple Grandin as a result of my connection to this wonderful man, I I called them up and said, I need to talk to Temple Grandin. So if you haven't listened to that show, go back into the archives and listen to that when she was at the airport. It was hilarious. We're talking to talking between the announcements. So um, he's already been super instrumental in your lives, getting you these guests that were giving you information and valuable insight. And now he's going to give it to you from his own lips. So Wayne Gilspin, as I said, is our guest. He is the president of Future Horizons. And that's all we have to say about that. Hi, Wayne. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I, um, I, I was trying to figure out how can I introduce you without saying anything super flowery so that you would tell the joke you told before we went <laughs> online. <laughs> and I thought, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, our guest, Wayne Gilpin. <laughs> so that you, That's all so I that need. I, <laughs> That's all you need. But do tell the joke because it's really kind of funny. Well, it was... Um, Actually, it's, a, it's not a joke as much as a, a true, true story, is that uh, Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson was president of the United States at the time, and he came to Texas, and the gentleman intro, introducing went on and on about what a great man he was and, and how, what the work he did in the Senate and how he had passed all these bills and did more things for America than any man in history. 
et cetera. And Johnson got up to speak, and he turned to the man that made the introduction. He said, uh, thank you very much for that. He said, uh, my father would have liked to hear that, and my mother would have actually believed it. <laughs> That's the way mothers think. They believe and I, and I love the story, but I also love getting you to tell it at the outside of the show because wow. I kind of think that's the way you are, humble. So um, you have done an amazing thing here and built a fantastic company. Well, and you. You, are, you are actually quite um, humble about it all. So I'm going to try and draw out of you some of your story, if, if you don't mind sharing. Why did you build a company called Future Horizons to get information out on autism? Well, I, we were in the publishing business and um, with automotive and, and, uh, and early childhood books and things of that nature. Oh, because and those go together so well. Exactly. Automotive and early there, there, there are many kids that are four years old that are driving a car, so that, that, that fits. Um, and I was new to the autism world and found myself going to meetings and things of that nature. And frankly, they were, they were like mostly downers to me. They were more negative than they were positive. And they, I mean, everybody would have, woe is me, and can't take my kid out in public, and my kid won't go to sleep at night, and here are my problems, et cetera, et cetera. And when I read the books that were out then, back in the 80s, early 80s, and early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, most of the books followed that. Either, they either followed that or they were highly technical. And so I decided, you know, that's just not the world that I see of autism. I just don't, I don't believe that. I, I think that, uh, I think that, the, the, that, our, that my son is much more fun than that and brings to me a different perspective that, that it's actually humorous. So I decided to write a book about all the, all the interesting things that my son did. And as I was collecting the stories for him, I became president of the Autism Society of America. People heard I was writing the book, and they began selling me, sending me stories from all the United States and ultimately all over the world. I got stories from Britain, from France, from Australia, New Zealand, etc. And they were all followed the line that these kids are really funny because they see the world as it is, not the world the way we think it is. And in reality, the humor is about us, that we see the world wrong, they see it the way it is right. So I wrote a book called Laughing and Loving with Autism. I have a lot of friends and family, a um, member of a large family, and we printed 500 copies. And I figured, you know, over the course of time, over four or five years, I can give them away as Christmas presents or birthday presents <laughs> or something, and I'll get rid of them that way. Well, we sold all 500 copies in, in a week. Wow. And I realized there was a real thirst out there for something positive about autism and not, and not totally, totally negative. And that book has now sold over 50,000 copies. Uh, so it's it was it was something that people were looking for, to, to that it would that when you have a kid with autism, it's not a it's not a totally dark, dreary world. There's some challenges to it, but there are many more positives, and uh, and I just just one of the positives. And so then other authors came to me, Lynette, and said, "Gee, I have a book I'd like you to publish." Uh, people like uh, Temple Grandin and Carol Gray and Tony Atwood and um, and interesting. The second book was by. Uh, Bill Bill Christopher, who you know but you don't know, you know him. He was the oh. uh, he was the he was the priest on uh, on, on Mash. Oh, and, and, yeah. And I and we and we and we we published his book, and so now we have like 140 titles of both videos and and CDs and 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 books that are sold all over the world. Uh, our next our next client could be in Pakistan. It could be in Germany. It could be in. Dallas, Texas, it could be anywhere. 
And so it's really become a truly international company, and I'm very, very proud of it. That's Yeah, that's really awesome. So your son, there's a story there as well, and, um, you know, it's, it's very personal. I'd love you to share your journey with him if you're comfortable with that. Uh, I had the greatest son in the world. And I and I and I, everybody thinks their kids the greatest, et cetera. But I did, and uh, sadly, uh, about six years ago, I lost him. It was a uh, a had a an aneurysm, uh, and I lost him. He was uh, if you met him two days before, you'd say this is a guy that lived to be 110. He's just the healthiest kid in the world, and I lost him. And uh, it was extremely difficult after that. I mean, I thought of everything from just just resigning as the president of Future Horizons. I thought of selling the company. I thought of a million different ways just to get away from the word autism because it was way too painful, way too personal. And then I thought, you know, if I were to do that, it would really be negative to him because he really created Future Horizons. I didn't. Without him, I'd still be selling automotive books that I knew very little about. Um, and uh, so it was, it really is about me. He really founded Future Horizons. So for me to back away from it just seemed like the wrong thing to do. So I took a, a deep breath and came back to work, and I'm not sorry I did. Yeah, I, I admire you so strong, so much for that. I mean, it it must have taken some really strong conviction to keep going, because I think I've asked myself this question. You know, I'm very committed and very motivated to making a difference in the world of autism, making yes, it lighter, are. making it better. Thank you. And I, I've asked myself, what, what if my son passed? What would I do? Because he has a problem with his heart, and sometimes, you know, I wonder about it. And I just think I'd walk away. Like, I just, I think I'd walk away. I'm going to do a little break here, but I want to come back and say, where did you get the strength for that? Because, you know, there are, I've actually, in the time that I've worked in the field of autism, I've got four clients that have lost their children mm. and um, I would love to for you to speak to that a little bit. I know they listen to the show so you're listening to a new spin on autism. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host otherwise known as the Brain Broad and we are talking with Wayne Gilp- Gilpin, sorry, we are talking with Wayne Gilpin, the president of Future Horizon. <laughs> All right. So um, remember to stay to the very end of the show, folksy wokesies, because that's where we're going to have stories from the road. And just before that, I'm going to try and get him to give him, give us something. But if he doesn't, I will. I will give something away. There's always something to give away. So we will have, okay, okay, great. Okay, 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 the great guest giveaway. And just before I go back to Wayne with this very important subject matter to talk to, I just want to remind you, if you need to get a hold of me, you can email me on my private line because guess what? You're listening to my show. That means you're part of my crew. So it's mom number four. Evermore at Juno, which is like archaic. Nobody uses Juno. It's not Gmail. It's J U N O dot com. So that's how you get a hold of me. Drop me a line if you have a good idea for a guest, if you want a book, if you want some advice, if you want to outreach. That's how you do it. Or you can go to my website at lynettelouise dot com or brainbody dot net. Okay, we are back with Wayne Gilpin, and we're going to talk about something really. You know, it's kind of an important subject for all of us because we could lose our children. So how did you do it? How did you – where did you get the 
strength to say, you know, my son's legacy is this company and I want to keep it going. You know, I wish I had a good answer for that. And I think if you talk to the parents that have uh, managed to pick it up and move along, they probably tell you the same thing. I just don't know. Uh, it just came from, from CERN, whether it was my my background. I'm the oldest of uh, nine kids, I had mother and father that were uh, that were that were rich in humor and rich in in love, but not rich financially. And uh, you know, and I, I saw them go through tough times, and and they responded well to those tough times. Whether that had any 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 influence on me, would that help me a lot? I just don't know. But I just knew that uh, that something inside of me said, I cannot let this die. I cannot this go away. This is about him. And to to, to, to it felt like I'd be losing him twice. Lost him once through the horror of the uh, of the of the of the uh, the aneurysm, and then to have somebody else run the company that was really founded by him or, or caused by him was just wrong. And I decided that I would uh, jump back in and do the best I could to, to make it to make it be okay. You know what else so. I find. Um wonderful to hear parents talk about their children as they've passed, as, as they've been here, as they've passed, and then afterwards you talk about them. As, as much as it's crazy to say, I find it wonderful. There's a absence in the world of understanding the value of this child's life as they live with us and grow us and, and teach us so many lessons. And you know, it's surprising to the neurotypical world to discover that we grieve as heavy as everyone else grieves, sometimes heavier, that, it, that these people are not like a diagnosis. They are our people. Yep, they are. And I, I just, uh, I, the people that came up to me to offer sympathy were people both within the autism world and outside the autism world. And um, for a while, I couldn't even talk about it. I mean, I could, for a year... I couldn't even, if anybody asked me, how's Alex, I'd say, he's great. And I would just walk away. I just could not discuss it. And uh, other people, other parents couldn't stop talking about it. I mean, they wanted to talk about it. I didn't. Uh, I, had to, I had to handle it on my own in my own way. And so, uh, it, again, people handle things differently, but I think they, they end up coming out on, on the other the other side, uh, having a... Uh, Having just managed their way their way through it, yeah, and maybe and, just and that's doing what I exact, did. Yeah, and maybe doing exactly what you said, doing it their own way, yeah. not feeling like they have to do it according to somebody else's recipe. Right, exactly. And maybe that's what we learn about autism, anyway. So let's look at the biggest learnings you've gotten from the passing of your son, if you want to share that, or from running the company, whichever direction you want to take it, or both. Uh, there's not much more to say about the. Uh, passing on my son, except it was a shock. I mean, aneurysms don't, you know, like, you don't hear, there, there's no predictor it's going to happen. It just happens. Uh, and uh, so there's not much to tell about that. I can I can tell you that I used to uh, speak at conferences across the country, actually, uh, and, and uh, several foreign countries. And I would tell stories from the book and, and uh, or books. And then I, but then I decided that after I lost him, I, I couldn't find the humor anymore. Uh, it was just too painful to get into. Even though I can talk about him now somewhat, uh, I still I'm not I can't relate stories from the book very nicely. Uh, even though they're they're I say this modestly, they're really wonderful stories because he was wonderful, and so are all the other kids that are that that the parents sent the sent the stories to me. 
But I, I can tell you that there are several things that came to me as I was talking to parents around the country. Is that, you know, if you think you have an autistic child, you got it backwards. You have a child who has autism. And you, you need to focus on the child. I would talk to a parent that would say, my son will not eat spinach because he has autism. I say, no, <laughs> because he's a child. It's not because he has autism, because he's a child. He doesn't like, he doesn't like spinach. And, and he, doesn't, he, doesn't like to do, he doesn't like to do his homework because he has autism. Are you silly? I mean, all kids don't like to do homework. And so if you focus on the autism, you're focusing on the wrong side. It's, it's, it's the boy that's so important or the girl that's so important. And you need to focus on the fact that they are a child with, with like normal child drives. And uh, the other factor is that uh, I, I talk to people that say that their, that their child's made a lot of improvement this past year because they had so-and-so therapy or because they had somebody come in to work with a child or whatever the case was. And in every case, in every case, no matter what, whether they tried this holding therapy or whatever else, whatever they tried, in every case where they were su- successful in having the kid move forward a lot, in every case, it was parent involvement. It wasn't involvement of the therapist. It wasn't involvement of necessarily the the teacher in the school. Although they can they can also help. If the parents involved, the kid will improve. If the parents not involved, the kid will not will not improve. And honestly, that's really true if you have a a normal kid, whatever what the heck that is, uh, that if, it, if the parents involved, the parent cares, the parents uh, doing what they can to make the kid uh, have a better self self image, then they will do better. I'll you know, and I was yeah, I was thinking about this exact thing because I've started taking my son out dancing in the bars. He loves it. Really. Yeah, oh yeah, he's well, he's of age now, right? And so we're going to the bar, uh, there's a local bar, it's a real dive, and he and I go right at when the band starts and no one else is willing to go on the dance floor, and we dance for an hour, it's the best exercise program I've ever had, and he's lighting up and he's starting to um, to get more rhythm and to speak more, and I also took him with me to conferences and he started taking notes, although I think they're in hieroglyphics, and the I was thinking, well, I don't think I can create a therapy. Take your son to the bar, and he'll get better from autism. But yeah, but in fact, it is, you know, it is what happens in our world. They they hear something. They hear about this mom took her child to Disneyland. This mom took, and they think it was Disneyland, or they think it was the bar, or they think it was the conference, and they miss that it yeah. was the parent involvement. So exactly. I love that you said that. Yep, that's what makes it all happen. And so I, 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 I really emphasize that. And then I also spend a lot of time when I used to speak on this, that how as important as the, as the mother and the, and the dad are, you, many families, it turns out that the sister or the brother are really the ones that, that really help to make the, They're really a great catalyst to the improvement that the kid can make. And it's also fascinating how many times I'll meet somebody at a conference and they'll be on their 20s or 30s, and I'll say, what, what motivated you to get into the field working with kids with autism? And said, well, when I was a child, my brother had autism, and they grew up with that, and they end up working in special needs and are the best special needs teachers in the world. I mean, they're just right. great. And so uh, it's not just mom and dad, oh, that's important. It's a brother and a sister that can be so uh, so helpful. And I, And I'll tell you this, too. I really believe that the brother or the sister of a child that has autism gain from working with that kid that has autism. They become better, more uh, caring people because of that experience. 
Oh, I I really believe that too. And the neighbors and the other kids in in the class. Exactly. So everybody yep. just get over yourselves. <laughs> okay. Right. So what's the best thing that's coming around the corner for Future Horizons? Let's shine a little light on Future Horizons. And, well, and first of all, I'm going to uh, our our number one speaker is Temple Grandin, and uh, I mean it's like there'll never may never be another Temple Grandin ever. Uh, she is not only brilliant in in autism and brilliant in cattle. And um, but you can talk to her about any subject, and she just knows it back and forth. I talked to her one night. We were talking about nine uh, eleven, and she went into about an hour long talk about why those towers fell and 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 uh, how the gasoline fell and where they went down the down the chutes and and had what what temperature they had to be at to explode. She's not with my mouth hanging over. This is she's just so doggone smart. Anyway, she has a new book out called The Way I See It. And it's 410 pages or whatever. And uh, whoever you want me to send that book to, I'll send it to them free. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. It's the great guest giveaway. If you want to yeah. get that book, you have to be the first person to send me uh, an email. Wow, okay. And, and put it in the subject line. Put um, Temple Grandin's book in the subject line and go to mom number four evermore at juno.com but if you want to drive some stuff over to your website at the same time then go ahead and do that too wayne but that's how i do the great guest giveaway so we snuck it in now go ahead and talk about your website and and a little uh, bit more about that it's www.fhautism.com f is in frank h is in harry autism.com it's rather large web page now because we have so many so many texts and so many conferences going on but uh, we have a we're coming up. We have a book uh, coming out in in August on something that crosses lines of anywhere along the spectrum. True anxiety. Uh, right. Anxiety is something that if people that have ADD, ADHD, autism, Asperger syndrome. Uh, I was speaking at a conference in Chicago, and I and people were leaving. And I just mentioned this book was coming out, and about twenty people. That were already halfway out, most of the way out of the theater, turned around and came back to the stage and said, When is it coming out? And this woman said, I have a kid that has autism. I have anxiety. I need that book for myself personally. And then another person said, Well, I'm a teacher. I need that book on anxiety. <laughs> and I said, Well, you may all do. Anyway, it's, it's by Dr. Jed, Jed Baker. And it's coming out in August, and it'll be in all the major bookstores, and obviously you can get it through, through, uh, through a Future Horizons. And we think it's going to be one of the biggest sellers Future Horizons ever had. Uh, Jed has four, three or four other other books uh, on autism and special needs and social skills, but this book may be the best seller of all because it it's not just autism; it crosses all lines. And uh, and Jed's a great, great uh, author. That's so that's awesome. we have that coming out in August and a couple others after that. But uh, and then oh, and Temple's writing a new book on getting a job. Oh, and that's she, awesome. And she, and she talks about the fact that you prepare a kid to get a job in, like, elementary school and junior high school. And the kind of, uh, kind of teaching you give in that area uh, in those, at those times prepares him to get ready to be thinking about getting a job. So it's, it's, a, it's a – I mean, whether in elementary school or high school, uh, it's all about preparing them to find a, a place in the world. So that at the age – so that suddenly at the age of, uh, you know, like 18 – and they sat on the couch for the last four years playing video games or eight years playing video games, their chances of getting a job are relatively slim. But she talks about in the book about ways to prepare them 
in, in uh, subtle ways to help them to be to get get ready to uh, to enter the real world, and that's coming that's, out in October. It's super exciting. Now I was on your site and I saw um, more than just books. So it looks like you're involved in something to do with camps, autism camps on your site, on, at least on the homepage. Uh, is there something to share about that? And what's your next conference that's coming out before we? Yeah, we, we have uh, we have, we have opened a, a new page recently where we have, it's a separate page. You got to hit the button; it takes you there. But it's basically as a as a service people that really come to the site and we talk about autism uh, camps. And autism and uh, schools that really cater toward kids that have autism, and uh, and that that's a whole separate page on our on our web page that opened up within the past, I guess that about two weeks ago. So when when you saw it, it was right brand new on there. Ah, and, uh, well, good because it's a very needed very adjunct. Yeah, it's a very it important is. adjunct. It is, and uh, some of them are expensive, and some of them are not so expensive. And uh, some of the very, very reasonable, and some you can get the financial aid to go to it. So, but having a having a camp for kids to go to is a a blessing for the kid and for the parents. Uh, so it's a it's a it's real a real positive in many many ways. Oh, very cool. Uh, the, yeah, the other thing we have we just came out, and I've known Temple Grandin since 1988, and known her mother since uh, about 1996. Thought I knew them reasonably well. Had a conference recently where I had them get on the stage together and answer questions about about their time together when Temple was a child and how they dealt with um, teasing, how they dealt with being ridiculed, how they dealt with her being uh, ostracized in, in uh, school, how they dealt with Temple being as really smart as she is and what they did to promote that. I learned more about those two people in that hour and a half than I have in the 30 years that I have, that I have, that I have known them. Just a, a great video. And I'm, I'm the one asking the questions from the podium, and I stood there several times with my mouth hanging open as they answered <laughs> questions that I just couldn't believe that that they were so open about it. And right, that's a, a DVD that that we also have, and um, and the and the proceeds from it, by the way, go to the Grandin Cutler Foundation. Uh, so it's not so much a, a future horizons deal as it is that that it goes to help 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 them do the good work that that they do. Well, that's a wonderful DVD. I certainly am going to grab that, actually. I'm just looking at it. As you're saying it, I'm going through your site. This is a really great site, and it's very easy to navigate people, so you have to make sure you go. I'm sorry, we're out of time, Wayne. Can you say the name of your website one more time? One last thought that you want to give to everybody, like a word of special advice, and uh, any other contact info that you want to share? I, the, main, the only thing that I would say is, uh, is believe in these kids. They all will get better. I'm not sure I'm all about the word cure, but I am absolutely wild about the word that they will all get better. They'll all improve. And if you believe in them and if you and if you have them believe in themselves, progress will be there, absolutely. Uh, and my, on my webpage is com. You're all welcome to come and, and let me know who to be sending that, that book to, and I'll make sure that they get it. I will let you know, and and I'm so excited. Oh, and do they have a sign up for newsletters or anything anywhere here? Uh, I think there is. We have a uh, a digest magazine that comes out once every three months, and I, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I, I'm not looking at it myself, so I can't tell you, but okay. it's on, I'll, on I'll, there somewhere. I'll find it's, it and I'll direct them there. It's, it's Thank the you Autism so much. Asperger's Digest.
Okay. Really appreciate you being here. Thank well, you thank for you for your time. Your story. I, really, right. I appreciate it, Lynette. All right. I appreciate you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Wayne Gilpin, president of Future Horizons, a man that you can be impressed by. Um, it's enough to be impressed because they, you know, a person builds an entire successful company uh, out of a child's challenge. Most of us just scramble around trying to survive when we're helping our challenge children and hope that the stuff we send out there goes somewhere. But he was very organized and capable and created a very successful company. And they have very good materials. It's the kind of place you really want to be shopping. On top of that, he continued to do that and grow it and be a part of our world, helping us after he lost his son. For these reasons and many, many, many more, you should be impressed by this wonderful man. It was very kind of him to share his time with us. I love him dearly, and if he's still listening... Thank you. All right. So, folksy wokesies. I don't know why I'm into the folksy wokesy today. I've been doing okie dokie, okie dokie on my other show, which, by the way, you should check out. It's called The Brain Broad Builds a Brain, and it's on Thursday nights, and you can just Google that. Um, there's also iHeart Podcasts. So if you want to catch up on the other shows, you can do it. So it's, it's important to check out all the little things I do. You never know what you might learn. Um, I want to mention something that was brought up here by Wayne. And I want to, before we get into stories from the stories from the road, before we get there, he had mentioned parent involvement. And I want to tell you that I'm building a site right now so that we can have a membership place where all my webinars go and my advice goes and my hand-picked favorite new spin on autism shows go and um, some articles and posts and that sort of thing. And so there'll be free webinars available if you catch it when it first comes out. And then it'll be archived over into the membership site, which is going to grow bigger and bigger with more and more information. Uh, part of the reason for the difference uh, in a membership area and uh, the free webinars is, A, I want to put food on the table, so I need some kind of income, and B, that people are going to be sending in their questions. So everything's going to be a Q&A. I'm just going to it's sort of letters to Lynette, um, which is something I'm also doing. But um, in the membership site, I'm going to have been asked a question by one of the members, and then I'll answer it. And this way we can get much more specific to each of my members and give real support without it costing an arm and a leg. It's always my challenge to try to figure out how to help everybody without it costing them too much while I at the same time get to pay my bills. So I'm thinking this is going to do it. It'll be available soon. I'll let you know when that is. But uh, just keep an eye on to my Facebook page and my website, and it'll be announced when it's ready. I've been doing all the content, so I expect it to be ready in the next month. Okay, at the very least, we'll have a webinar going in a couple weeks, so uh, keep your eye out on my thing so you can find out about that. And in the meantime... Oh, oh, parent involvement. <laughs> parent involvement was why I mentioned it, because um, it's called Healing Autism at Home. And the reason being that truly you cannot ask the world to heal your child. I know you'd like it. It would be great. But it's not going to happen that way because if if you send your child out for healing and you bring him home and you're all messed up, it's just not going to happen. But if you send your child out and it's a mess and you bring him home and you're and you're healthy and you're capable and you know what to do and you're supportive, guess what? They can heal in spite of what's going on out there. But they can heal in spite of what's going on at home. 
So you really need to know how to heal the autism at home. And to that end, I wanted to create a way for you to access information and support without, a, as I said, without it costing you a whole lot of money and without me having to fly there and do an outreach and bring neural feedback, which, of course, I do believe in and think would make it all faster and easier for you and you'd get farther. But you can't all do it. I'm not available to everyone. It's expensive. So this is at least a way for you to get some of that, uh, some of the knowledge that I have and have it streamlined towards you and your story and your child and your particular challenges. Okay, enough enough of the coming up soon is my website stuff. Uh, and, uh, and it's time to go to stories from the road. Okay, people. I know I've been telling you about Fix It in Five, and many people have gotten it, and the belated Mother's Day pre- present was Fix It in Five. The, the gentleman that emailed me immediately said, my, my wife would love this, and he was brilliant. He asked for Fix It in Five because that's the most expensive item I have to share and probably one of the most useful, useful because you get to actually watch it unfold. And that's different than reading about it. It just is. So uh, Fix It in Five is awesome. But I have this new thing out. And when Wayne Gilpin was saying that he could no longer read the parts of the books that he had wrote, and, and he, couldn't, he couldn't find the humor in autism anymore, I thought, I'm going to send him a present. Um, when I hang up, I'm going to take a little link from YouTube that I am promoting right now or that I put out in the world right now, um, and I'm going to send it to him because it's a comedy. It's a pilot. It's a movie pilot for what I hope will become a web series, and it's a comedy. We acted the whole thing, but we used, you know, real life and real dysfunctional people, and we threw them in sort of a skeleton script situation, and then we made a movie out of it. So it's sort of like uh, part true, part not true, like fiction always is. So it's based on some facts of my life, uh, my children, my whole family's in it in different places, uh, but also professional actors as well edited. It's really funny. I really want your support on this. I want to get it out there in the world with enough hits on it so that we can create a for folks who are very low functioning. So the whole I see in the in the environment or in society is that there's no place for the super low functioning person to go and have sort of this wonderful experience that's just terrific and earn a check and, uh, you know, end up being able to show people forever and ever, look, there's me in that episode of Living with Lynette, which is what it's called, Living with Lynette. So... I created it. I've got the pilot. If we get enough hits, I can get sponsorship, and we can make it a series, and people can send in audition tapes, and we'll just pick people to come in and be part of the next episode. Why I think this is so important is because I keep seeing what happens with the lower-functioning folks, and they end up in these situations where everyone's so happy because they've got a job sitting at a table with all their other friends making beading things or making pegs move from one spot to another and everybody's happy that they have a job and it's not a job we would miss if it didn't exist 
it's a sort of made-up job for the person. And I feel bad because they don't really want to do that. And so everyone has to drug them to get them to do it. Because who, when you're autistic, you don't sit around thinking, oh, I want to build something over and over again for someone else's wishes. <laughs> you, you want to build something over and over again exactly how you want to. And that's very different. So um, I want to give them an opportunity to just be who they are and for us to find the humor and the joy in that so that folks will see disabled, super disabled, super challenged, whatever term makes you happy, people out in the world and not turn away, not be afraid to look, but, you know, laugh and smile and say hello because they feel like friends because they've seen them on TV. Okay, it'll be, you know, computer TV, but still the same. It's a web series. So it's a good cause. Um, I'm going to tell you how to go see it. All right. Now you could put funny pilot of living with Lynette in the YouTube search bar and it should come up. But just in case it doesn't, the letters after it, it goes, you know, www.youtube.com backslash watch question mark V for Victor equal sign J for John A for Alan V like V E T like vet in all caps and then Q-A-N, all caps, and then X-V-L, lowercase. So that's really hard. I think you should just put <laughs> funny pilot of living with Lynette in the YouTube search bar, and I think it'll come up. Watch it. Get everyone to watch it. Share it. Let's get enough views on this so that I can really support y'all, okay? so that I can't do this by myself, and I've been feeling a lot like I'm throwing stuff out there, and you know, I, I really want to make a difference for us all. And to do that, I need your help. So please, all you got to do is watch and share, watch and share, watch and share, watch and share. All right, I'm Lynette Louise. That was my story from the road. I forgot to tell you. That was my story from the road. I made a comedy show. I got everyone together. (laughs) I'll tell you a quick thing about that. That is a story. So my son was doing no gluten, uh, no dairy, so that he would be able to handle living on his own and solving all his problems and have something to blame, quite frankly. It was sort of a psychological uh, trick I played on him. I know it probably was also true. So there's both always your psychology becomes your physiology your physiology becomes your psychology they are one and the same so i had told him you know maybe the reason that you're having these bouts of depression and difficulty with frustration is dairy and gluten so watch your diet and so we started whenever he would call me and say oh i had a temper tantrum i'd say oh well what did you eat that day and now he had something to blame something to track something to change and after a while, at first that was really good, and then after a while that became really bad. It became the problem. It became the thing that was always preventing him from having joy in his life because everyone else got good things that he didn't get. And so now it was actually creating uh, the meltdown or the temper tantrum. He didn't really have meltdowns anymore. Um, but he did have frustration periods. Uh, and so we were doing this this movie and he was getting more and more challenged because it was exhausting. I mean, we worked all day long, all day long, all day long. And he had a very major part and he's so funny. He's so funny. You have to watch it. And so, um, as we, and it's Rye, just so you know. So when you're watching it, it's Rye I'm talking about. So when we get close to the end of his so funny, he's getting a little edgy and it actually suits what I'd written. So it was okay, but Because, well, I won't tell you, but he has to have a sort of like, whatever, I'm not going to tell you. So, (laughs) So 
I, but I didn't want him to actually feel that way, you know, from the challenge of being in the show, which is, this is kind of what I'm offering to you, is stretch your child, teach your child, and then give them this legacy of this show. And um, so we're, we're close to the end, and I said, I said, oh, honey, you know, I see that you're getting kind of frustrated. What's up? And he said, well, everyone else is going to have pizza at the wrap party, but not me. So he decided to put the blame on that, and I said, you know what? I think you're all better. I'm not sure, though, and since I have neurofeedback, I can fix you if it makes you feel bad. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to buy you your own piece of, like, I'm going to save you your own pizza. I'm going to hide it in the microwave so nobody else gets it. We're going to finish the day, finish the wrap party so you don't embarrass yourself in front of everyone if I'm wrong. And then you're going to have your own pizza because I think you can have dairy and gluten. And like I said, if it doesn't work out, I can do neurofeedback to make you feel better. And the lesson of that is sometimes what was good becomes what is bad. And if you keep an awareness that psychology becomes physiology and physiology becomes psychology, you'll know when to stop doing a particular thing, to take a supplement out or to stop chelating or no longer do hyperbaric. Nothing is always good. Everything, even when I'm doing neurofeedback, I go, hmm, looks like this isn't good anymore, and I change what we're doing. It just happens to be a therapy where you can change the approach and do something else. So remember, keep an eye on it. Don't now say it never worked in the first place. It probably did. Whatever it was probably helped you. It no longer is helping because it's no longer right because something else has taken its place, maybe stress. So keep your eye on the ball and everything will be fine. Remember, parent involvement, parent involvement, parent involvement. And boy, oh boy, was I ever involved in this show. So make sure you check it out. Funny Pilot, Living with Lynette, YouTube. Watch and share, watch and share, watch and share. I am Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. Thank you for being here because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, a real-life guide to autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself I can't hear